0: Welcome to the Trainers Podcast, part of the network. This is Season 5, Episode 14, published on June 6, 2023. This episode, we'll be talking with Cindy Seminick-Hall about women's holster selection and the complications that that can be sometimes. I'm your host, Rob Beckman. Sit back and get ready for this week's episode. This episode, also is brought to you by our friends at the FTA, the Firearm Trainers Association. Visit their website, FTA Protect, learn more about their instructor coverage they offer, and their competitive pricing. You're a certified instructor, you qualify to apply for FTA coverage. And as listeners to this podcast, you can get 10% off in your policy by entering promo code FTP10 at checkout. This episode is brought to you by Manus X. I've been a longtime Manus user, from their original Manus X to the new Manus X10 that came out with a couple of years ago, and now excited about their most recent product, Manus Blackbeard X. The Manus Blackbeard X combines the Manus 10 and the Manus Blackbeard system into one platform for the AR-15. It unleashes a completely new capability with in-depth dynamic shooting analysis, including motion-based analysis and multi-target engagement, something no one has done before. Manus Blackbeard X connects to your smartphone via Bluetooth and can easily download the Manus X application for Android and iOS. The Manus X application gives you history on all your previous sessions, as well as new drills for the modern sporting rifle. Manus X changed the way I train, and I think you'll find the Manus Blackbeard X is a great training aid for yourself and your students. Check out Manus X for more information on their Manus products, including the new Manus Blackbeard systems. That is ManusX.com. We bring this podcast support in the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, Every firearm instructor out there in America that dedicates time, energy in making gun owners more knowledgeable. Today, we're joined by Cindy Seminick Hall from Aim Power LLC. Welcome, Cindy, to the show, and thank you for coming on tonight.
1: Oh, thank you for having me.
0: Well, before we get into our topic today, uh, for those that might not know who you are, can you give us a little bit of your background and what you do in the firearm industry?
1: Well, my husband and I are both not only instructors, but we're also training counselors with USCCA. We uh, started with NRA. Um, he told me a long time ago when I first met him, he said, you're going to be a well-armed woman instructor. And I said, no. And well, I'm also that. (laughs) So um, it's been quite an interesting road for us. It's been a really fun road, a really good road, Um, helped us grow closer together. I've only known Bill for about seven or eight years. And uh, so this has been our, our life ever since we met is getting into firearms we have a business here in leesburg florida we have trained 65 other instructors uh, which is exciting um and that, that just is so rewarding to see them out there and that we gave them a good start on that we gave them some good good foundations um i'm just very proud about what we do i have not been a shooter that long myself i didn't start shooting until uh 2008 so it hasn't been that long in my lifetime and uh it's been a good good road
0: well good and you're the perfect person to talk about tonight's topic and that is we're gonna, we we're we want to talk a little bit about women's holsters now i know mm-hmm. i can make a lot of recommendations about inside outside waistband holsters shoulder holsters different things like that but the one thing i will say that i am a little bit uh challenged at is be able to go along and make good recommendations to women because I don't use purses. I don't have a women's physique for it. I don't, you know, I like women. but many
1: hiding places.
0: Yeah, exactly. So why don't you tell us, first kind of question I have for you, what makes women so unique that we need to talk specifically about women's holster selection?
1: Well, for one thing, we like to wear a lot of variety of clothes that a guy wouldn't probably wear like a dress or a skirt. So, no, I can't say that today, uh, but but it is true. We have a lot of different places and we have different places to hide. We don't usually uh, wear inside or outside. Some people do inside and outside the waistband and that works for them, but it doesn't work in everybody's careers. Sometimes you need to be a little more stealthy about it and put it someplace where no one will guess or no one can get to it. And get your firearm from you. We have other places to go. And it's the variety is really amazing. And it's amazing how much people do not, and instructors don't know what women can do, what kind of holsters women can use. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I talk to, to new instructors like, when, so, when you have a woman in your class and she asks how to carry, what do you tell her? Uh, a purse. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather them not have a purse because that can be stolen and it can be mm-hmm. lost or forgotten. Um yeah. Yeah, really it's one, it's in. one of those
0: things where I kind of can give the basics, you know, here's the options, but you know, it really comes better when you know, when you talk to another female because they can tell you, you know, how how to conceal it when you're wearing a dress or when you're going along and you're and you're, you got the evening gown on or you're going, you know, to the play or matinee different things along those lines to wear, from a guy perspective, um, we've got a couple easy ways to do it, but not as many, or, um, you know, we don't have the same considerations. We're wearing jeans or other, uh, type of, uh, material, which makes it a little bit easier for, you know, well, I think a guy to hide things at times.
1: And a guy can wear it on his hip, but our hips are bigger. We put it on our hip. It's not as a flattery, <laughs> so mm-hmm.
0: you know,
1: we, we prefer not to wear it on our hips. Okay.
0: So tell us, what are some of the uh, different kind of holsters that you recommend and why?
1: Well, there's always the belly band. You know, there's a good, there's all kinds of belly bands you can use, but there's also holsters that you can wear just under your, uh, your breast area. Your breast can actually be a shelf that can conceal a lot of things. It's a little different and guys Mm -hmm. wouldn't talk about that much, but there's, um, Crossbreed Holsters has a modular system of holsters, and one of them is a band that you can wear. uh, You can wear it anywhere. It's a belly band. You can wear it around your waist. You can wear it around your hips. You can wear it up higher. And it works very well. It has a small holster, a small holster just for the firearm that has Velcro on the back that sticks to the the soft Velcro on the, the band And straps in. It's a different kind of belly band because it's like uh, fastened and then refastened again. So it holds the holster very tight to the body. That one I really like. That one's a very good holster. Um, But there's also flashbang. You ever Mm -hmm. heard of a flashbang holster? Yes, I have. It actually straps to the woman's bra. I don't recommend it if it's a sports bra. (laughs) <laughs> it really should be a bra that's hopefully got some metal in it. <laughs> so mm-hmm. underwire bra. Otherwise it could stretch and not give you the results you want
2: mm-hmm.
1: because it's now it holds to the bra itself. And when you yank it, it comes right out and it's probably the fastest way for a woman to draw. So if she thinks she's going to be in a situation where she's going to need to draw fast. That's the one she wants to carry. Mm-hmm. Um, there's different, uh, belly bands that go lower or even pouches that go lower. And the pouch system is very nice because it goes below your waist. We have very soft area below our waist. And if you wear tight pants, you'll never see it. It'll stay really hidden. My personal favorite is leggings. I love the leggings. There's a holster built into the top of the leggings, and I wear blouses that are loose enough over that and long enough. That's my personal preference.
0: Mm -hmm. Now, let me ask you a question. Um, With the uh, belly bands and things like that, one of the cons with them are they're not easily uh, reholstered because they're all fabric. Um, Have you found that to be a challenge also?
1: Uh, Not really, but you have to practice
0: anything
1: you get um you just want with one hand uh you your non-dominant hand you want to make sure that you are preparing the holster to accept the firearm so that means using your fingers to spread the elastic apart or spread whatever it is apart to get the firearm in there safely yes that's a big difference with women's holsters we do a lot of velcro and a lot of elastic
0: Mm -hmm. yeah and keep one thing in mind um you know as i always go along and and uh, coach my instructors on and my students is we got to be aware of the muzzle at all times um just because we're reholstering doesn't mean that we couldn't necessarily couldn't have an accidental uh discharge or right. something along those lines. And we have to be responsible for where that muzzle is pointing at all times. So you can get into a little bit of gymnastics sometimes if you need to go and, you know, turn toward downrange, but you're actually looking at the person next to you or something else like that, because you've got to be able to put it back in the holster safely.
1: Right. Absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You want to be sure. And like I said, practice, practice with an empty firearm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. that's the best way to practice is keep it empty until you're confident with doing
0: it definitely what kind of uh, leggings do you do you use
1: um there's a couple there's actually several different brands um and some are just as good and less expensive and some are very expensive they really vary from literally 25 dollars to 125 dollars um and there's not a lot of difference except that the uscca uh leggings have a nice deep pocket so that the um, butt of the, of the firearm doesn't come out and isn't held by a small elastic strap. It's actually deep inside. And I very much like that because it holds it much better. And all, the other problem with leggings is that if you're wearing a larger gun, like when I'm doing church safety and I want to take a bigger gun with me, I might actually take a, a belly band just to hide the profile. So I might actually put a belly band over it just to hide it a little bit more because it's heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, that happens. That's just unusual, but um, that's a possibility. So, two A for life makes a good um, legging. USCCA has a good legging. Um, under Tech Undercover has a good one. So those are three basic ones. But you can just you know look in your search engine for uh wow. Legging holsters, and um, there's other brands out there.
0: Well, just like with any holster, you probably got to find one that works for you. So you might have to go out and get a couple, return a couple, and end yeah, up with. A um, I've
1: used most of them. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Everyone yeah. I've bought, I've liked. So they all seem fairly standard,
0: mm-hmm.
1: except USCCAs has got a different, little bit different pocket for it. I like it.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. Well, what other kind of holsters?
1: oh my goodness um i'm gonna go back to crossbreed because crossbreed has a couple of options i told you it has a holster that's just a small piece and that small piece has the velcro on the back of it and it goes on this the band but it goes on other things too um the band is nice because it's flexible wherever you want to wear it on your body but it can also be used to um in a modular system to attach to some velcro that slides between your mattress and your um your two your mattress and your uh box spring and has the velcro on the outside plate and you've got your holster right next to the bed which I think is pretty amazing that's a nice modular mm-hmm. thing. Um I'm trying to think what other things let me look here. I've got some notes um there's a little plate for going in a purse so if somebody doesn't have a good holster purse, there's a little plate that has an L-shape to it, and then you can put it into a purse, and the, um, again, the Velcro sticks to it, so the whole gun is right where you expect it to be, the same place every time. So if you don't have carry-concealed purse, or if you like all kinds of different purses, this one works very nice because it can go into different purses, still be in the same place you expect it to be every time.
0: Mm -hmm. and one of the things i tell people that want to use a purse i have nothing against it except for it takes practice it's not one of those things where you can say well you know i've been carrying on my waist you know for the last year so i just put in the purse and it'll be the same draw and it's and anybody who's done that will tell you that it is not the same draw because you've got to be ready to a you know draw from the purse or potentially the first shot might come from actually inside the purse so you need to know how to do a um, a, a malfunction drill because your semi-automatics will not cycle properly inside your purse. It will catch on something. It will right. probably not allow that, that round to eject properly. So you got to come up and, and do a um, immediate action drill with it.
1: Yeah. There's a couple things about carry concealed purses. A lot of them have a separate pocket and they will have a universal holder held on with Velcro, usually uh universal type holder. So it's not, the kydex type crossbreed is kydex so the kydex are going to be you better know how to draw it away from the kydex holster before you touch the trigger um but the ones with the standard holster but just gen- generic holsters in them you can pull those out just a tiny bit and pull the trigger and shoot through the purse. And you might have to shoot through the purse because actually withdrawing a firearm could bring too much attention to yourself and get you shot. hmm So you have to be ready to lose the purse. You can shoot through the purse. And,
0: and any gun can kind of shoot through, through can shoot through a purse. You know, unless yeah. you've got a lead lined purse, it it will shoot through it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting. Um other thing about purses, if you're going to have a carry concealed purse, get a carry concealed purse or use this modular series from Crossread. but the carry concealed purses should be crossbody so that nobody can snatch your purse off of you. It should have a steel cable in the strap so that nobody can cut the purse off of you. Uh, those are the two those are two big criteria I look for in a carry concealed purse. Now, as far as you mentioned uh, in our pre-talk a little bit about evening wear or working or whatever, there are times when you're going to have it different. Maybe you need a carry-concealed purse or an option to carry in an evening purse. You know, that's an exception. Maybe you use a sticky holster inside an evening purse and, you know, try to use a small firearm.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, So evening wear is different um your lifestyle does make a difference are you athletic you know how are you going to carry with you your athletic leggings are good but then there's other methods you might want to use too that would strap it down a little harder belly bands are good when you're athletic but mm-hmm. then again if you're hot and, and sweaty belly bands are very uncomfortable so you have to look at other options there are lighter belly bands um, I like belly bands from Etsy.com. There's some really interesting holsters. There's an under the bra holster. There's um, the pouch holster, different kinds of belly bands, different colors and different styles, and ones with lace. I like the lace ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also Dean Adams makes uh, some shorts. There's a couple of undercover tech undercover makes shorts as well as uh, leggings. But they have it only on the waistband. But Dean Adams has some shorts that have an inside the thigh holster. And so that's nice when you're wearing dresses Mm -hmm. and have it on the inside of your thigh. Um, I use that at church quite a bit. So Mm -hmm. if I want to wear a dress to church, then that's how, (laughs) that's what I do.
0: Yeah. The inside of the thigh probably doesn't work as well with uh, leggings on, but I could see definitely work well with um, (laughs) a dress one of the other yeah. yeah and that's one of those things where I don't have any experience so that's where I've come to more of an expert that's uh been there and done it can give us a uh, recommendations I have a lives.
1: million of them and some of them um I've kept because they don't work for me but they're good memories to know <laughs> you know mm-hmm. things, and they'll work for somebody you know somebody can use them I don't want to forget that they're out there mm-hmm. um there's a lot of different ways I have a three-drawer dresser that's only holsters.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah, And instructors, here's a, here's a little bit of a tip. If you're new and don't have a whole lot of holsters, um, when you're going along doing holster work with your students, you'll probably have students that'll go along and say, you know, this holster's just not working right for me. It's, you know, it was made for a different gun. It was this or that. Offer to buy the holster from them. So that they can buy buy the right holster for them. And then guess what? You can get a holster for 20 bucks. That, you know, might be two or three times more than that. But all what it's going to do for that for your student was sit in a drawer someplace. So why not go along and turn that into a uh training aid from your perspective that you can go along, okay. Here I've got a holster for LCP. Here's one for an H K. Here's here's one for a Glock. All those different kind of combinations. And your student ends up getting what they want and they and they probably would really very much appreciate making a little bit of money off of uh, selling a holster versus going along and making no money off of it.
1: That's a very good point. Excellent.
0: Mm-hmm. Always looking to help out. How about other places carrying uh, like ankle? What's your, what's your thoughts on ankle carry?
1: Um, it's yes. There's a particularly good way to carry on an ankle um, and it's called cheetah and Let's see, I have that one written down, too. I wrote down the website for that, so I wouldn't forget. Um, where is that one? Cheetah Tactical, C-H-E-A-T-A tactical.com. I met this girl before going to a USCCA expo, and she's was at. she been to a couple of the expos when we have been. The ankle holster that she makes is cloth. And it's very stretchy. It's more comfortable to wear. And it's not moving anywhere. If you put the firearm in there, it stays there. With so many of the other ankle holsters, if you're athletic at all and you try to move around a lot or run, they slip around. And they're not as comfortable. These are actually almost exclusively bought by um by, uh, <laughs> police departments now. So they're very good because people can run with them. She designed it for people who rode horses. Um, that's really good. That's a good one. So you might want to think about that kind. And there, yes, it works under jeans. It, you can get the other kind, lots of other kinds to wear on the ankle. It's a great, especially as a backup gun, if you're trying to it, have a second gun someplace. I live in Florida. It's not very practical in Florida because nobody wears long pants enough. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So,
0: yeah, but you know, if you're a snowbird and are going to be coming down or, or, you know, you're wearing long pants for you know, that occasional cold day in Florida, then uh, maybe, uh, maybe might be something or, you know, again, you know, are you sitting more than you're standing? You know, what's, what's the situation because even when it comes to shoulder rigs, um, I'm not a big fan of them because you tend to, you've got to be very careful and trained to make sure you're not flagging yourself or people behind you, those mm-hmm. types of things. But I will say there's always a purpose for those, those types of, of, uh, holsters. But most you know.
1: of it, they're not that expensive. So you could keep one for that rare time when you're wearing the sports coat and it's going to be hidden, mm-hmm. and it's okay to do that.
0: Yeah. Just make sure you like we've been saying over and over again go to the range and practice with it because if you don't know how that's going to be how you're going to be drawing from it you're going to be way behind the learning curve when you're in one of those dynamic critical incidents instead of going there and confidently being able to draw and and uh, do a do what you need to do at the time right. and again how are you going to reholster it? make sure you make sure you're not only worried about uh unholstering it to do business but also being able to reholster it because You know, again, when the police arrive, you don't want to be the person holding the gun there. You want to be the person who's there can give them a good explanation and not have to be, um, you know, handcuffed and thought to be the bad guy that the first uh, the first thing they do.
1: Exactly. There's another new holster out that I have not had experience with. And I was actually thinking of buying it this month, but I have a friend that has one. And I've talked to a couple of people who have one. Have you heard of the Enigma?
0: Yep.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: so that seems to be very popular seems to be a good way to go um it doesn't attach to clothing it isn't a piece of clothing itself it's something that actually straps to your body and um it's pretty interesting that one can actually be a game changer Mm -hmm. that could be a game changer because it's men or women and it's um it hides its everything so well that you don't seem to need much else
0: yeah that that's one thing I'll, I'll point out as much as I know we're talking what's being offered today um always go along and kind of Google and see what's new manufacturers that there go to the shows and see what see what manufacturers have because, uh, you know, crossbreed not too long ago was all leather now they're getting into more of the kydex for it. um same thing with galco i saw at the nra um, annual meeting for it. Um, ksg holsters which is one of our, our sponsors they've come out with some really nice kydex um, appendix uh, rigs for it and the one thing that kind of separates all these people or why they keep coming out with new models is because everything can be tweaked you've got different firearms that come out you got different ways that people are carrying firearms uh these days so it's um you know everybody has their own take on it and that's where um you know find the one that works for you you don't have to go along and settle and say okay this is this is what i got this is what i gotta to put up with you know within a holster i've got to go and um you know find the right one and that's where like i said instructors offer your students you know some money to buy their old holsters for them recommend a good um you know gun shop that they can go to and test their holster out or you know buy it and then return it within 30 days those types of things um because I've got a lar- large amount of holsters that I've um collected for my own use and some that people have given me because they're like yeah this is terrible it doesn't work for me and even a holster that I would never use I can use it as a demonstration to show why I wouldn't recommend a holster doing along those lines um so you know it's it's a pro and con every time
1: now, the other thing with Kydex is they if you have two or three different guns and you have two or three different Kydexes that all look about the same, mm-hmm. to find a way to identify them.
0: <laughs> a silver Sharpie. That's what I use. Is, ah, I use a you...
1: little vibrating thing that actually engraves into it. <laughs> that puts the type of gun it is.
0: Yeah, I, I learned that you do a silver Sharpie because most holsters are black dark colors uh exactly. things along those lines it's hard to use any, and no other color really kind of shows up but the silver and gold sharpies actually do a really nice job and i Good. i put the model that it's made for and i can look look at it and say oh, okay this one's for this this one's for that yep. and Something it's worked, really worked out really out. well for me
1: yeah and i noticed today that uh, some of them are starting like crossbreed has some different colored holsters so different colored kydexes it's like mm-hmm. oh, if I'd known that way back when. Then I would have had a different one for each day. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, and that's and that's one of those things too. When we we're when you're talking about uh, evening wear or, or different places, you might they, there might be times when you don't want a black holster because it'll stand out against the material that you're uh, that you're wearing, and you may want to go with you know a different a lighter color. Um, you know so, those those types of things.
1: And they do. Um, these shorts I was talking about, those come in a, a flesh color as well as a black. So and I have both because, uh, so, again, like you said, if you happen to take a glimpse of it and against black on black, you want no think a thing of it. If you see gold on black, you go, what's that? <laughs> you know. So, um, yeah, it, it's nice to have some various colors on those things. Mm-hmm. Um. Awesome. I was talking to a gal the other day who has a U-Koala. Have you ever heard of that one?
0: No clue what that is.
1: She use, She rides on motorcycles a lot. And the women who ride on motorcycles will carry their bag on the, their outer thigh. It's, a, it's an open, you know, it's a bag,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but there's a holster in that bag. Okay. You
0: know. I've, se- I've seen that before. I didn't know what they called it.
1: Yeah. U-Koala. So. U-Koala. If you are... You know, if you like motorcycles, that's probably a good way to carry because it's very, it's very comfortable. You don't have it on your waist. You don't have it, you know, digging into you anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's in the bag on your leg, and you walk around with that bag strapped to your leg. And
0: yeah, well, you know, cars are kind of a special place too. Motorcycles, all those, because you're sitting in some kind of a chair. And you know, seat on the motorcycle and that restricts you know where you can actually put it. You can't do small the back, you can't really do the ankle very well. And you know, having something that's down on your thigh, if you're in a motorcycle and you've got to stop, you can stand up, still reach that bag and yep. draw. It's
1: always there. It's always yeah. there. So. so that's a good one. I like that. Uh yeah, in cars, yeah, you can use some of the different velcro things too with the holster from um crossbreed to stick the places in your car probably in a um in the, the center console something would be a good place to put it
0: yeah. let me let me ask you this, cindy i know we've been talking about holsters in general but what are some of the suggestions for people that are i should say we're not talking people we're talking women in this podcast when you get a woman who is um, you know, very thin, you know, kind of kind of pencil shaped. Um, yes. what what are the recommendations along those lines? Because in some cases, you know, when you go along and say, you know, you got extra places to put, all of a sudden, when you're talking about somebody who's who's very thin and, <laughs> yeah. and slender, all of a sudden, you know, it's like anything, you know, add anything to it and pops out right away.
1: Yeah. Uh in that case, you really want to talk about loose clothing. Mm-hmm. Something is gonna be Showing somewhere. So, you want to have, you know, make your tops a little more flowy. They don't have to be right on you. Um, Not squit wearing the t shirts and wear something a little, you can still get casual that flows around. And I will tell you one more thing about women's holsters. Um, And that is that chiffon covers everything. (laughs) You can hide anything in chiffon.
0: Good to know. Good to know.
1: (laughs) So lots of chiffon. But, yeah, it really is going to come down to a little bit of a lifestyle. One of the sayings that I learned, I think I learned it in The Well-Armed Woman, is that carrying a firearm is meant to be a comfort. It's not comfortable.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Definitely. Well, let me let me uh, t- take uh, the opposite end of it from somebody who's very thin and slender. What okay. do you do with somebody who is uh, rather um, shapely?
1: Mm, more places to hide.
2: <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: More places to hide things. Yeah, it really is easier uh, if they've got some lumps.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Then, nobody knows what the lump, and nobody's going to stare at the lumps.
0: Mm-hmm. So, that, so that, makes- you know, that allows them, you know, you, you've got the flashbangs, you got the belly bands, um, you know, thigh holsters. You got a lot of different options there that people can uh, can utilize.
1: Oh, there's one other and, and you may have used them too. have you ever used the holsters with magnets. They really hold on well, they can hold on to waistbands, they can also hold on to bras. There's one specially made for bras, actually, that has the magnet i
0: knocked. I've seen the magnets in the car. I haven't seen the magnets and uh, on, on you know, like, on-body holster. Yeah.
1: They really slap and hold very tightly. Um, but don't wear them if you have a pacemaker.
0: <laughs> <So>. mm-hmm. <laughs> or around anything that's really like, a lot of metal because you could be attracting uh, yeah. metal, you know, flying across the room toward you.
1: probably not that strong. <laughs> but no the the, um, magnet type are pretty interesting they're very comfortable you know that's one of the few leather holsters i will i have that i like um so i might wear that on the inside waistband and there's only a little piece of leather that goes over the top where the magnet is and speaking of magnets um there's a lot of other uses for magnets um you can use a magnet in your house. Put it, they sell them on Amazon lots of places. Put it behind your nightstand, and that'll you can keep your gun next to your bed that way on a magnet. Mm -hmm. And it's just right there in handy. You can, I've always thought and recommended to uh, especially single girls in an apartment, put a magnet next to your door, inside, (laughs) not outside. Mm -hmm. So when you come home from work, you take your gun out and stick it on the magnet. And that way you know where it is all the time. Before you leave, you're going to grab your, your gun. It's looking you in the eye. It's right there. And the other nice thing is that if somebody knocks on the door, rings the doorbell, you can look out the peephole and have your hand on your firearm. Hmm. So I've always thought that magnets are a great, great tool for hiding, um, Keeping your gun where you need it the most. If you're home alone, and a lot of times women are home alone, you know, maybe you need it in a kitchen cabinet up Mm -hmm. high where kids can't get to it. Very careful around kids. Kids climb doesn't
0: matter how high you put it kids climb yeah yeah keep always keep in mind you know unauthorized people you know do they have access to it and maybe you might need a biometric safe instead of just a magnet and you know the so there's a lot of options that if you look into them you can uh, go and and find a solution somehow you know magnet by the door good suggestion if you got Unauthorized people that are living with you, and you can't trust them. Maybe yeah, you go no, along yeah. get a, get a biometric, you know, safe so that's you can quickly get into it, or you know, any of the RFID type of uh, safes to it. Just something to go along and A, allow you to be to safe, that. and B, not make making sure that you don't have an unfortunate accident with somebody who's unauthorized getting getting access to your firearm because yeah, I mean, what uh, I was, was suggesting
1: was fairly specific.
0: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: but it's, it should be out there. <laughs> it could help somebody someday.
0: Definitely. Well, hey, Cindy, I got a question for you. We've been asking all our guests this season to name a, a place or an event that they think two A eight people should go or or do to appreciate the freedoms that we have in, the, in this country. Do you have a suggestion for our audience?
1: Um, well, I was at um, Gettysburg. Mm-hmm. I went to Gettysburg, and it had a huge impact on me. It's just the number of people and the importance of what our freedoms mean to us and what lives were shed for us to get those freedoms. Um, I have other friends that are, they're both veterans, and they love to take off on the weekends and start to look for more Civil War forts civil war battlefields mm-hmm. and they go to those constantly they love it and the history they are always studying that history and i learned from them that's pretty interesting stuff but i think the civil war um was such a turning point for this country and it did give us the freedoms people died for those freedoms we can't be just letting them go we have mm-hmm. to fight
0: yeah and I the quote I like the most is those who don't know history are doomed to repeat it. Absolutely. And that's where going along and understanding how things how wars start, understanding, you know, why they end, uh those types of things. It's really important because it's really easy to go along and forget about the hardships that you know, we're around that time, but if you take and read, uh, you know, personal letters or you read the, the history behind it, you do, you do your research, you can get a kind of a sense of what was going on in the country at the time and really kind of realize that in a lot of cases, you know, people felt that if they didn't do something that, you know, our country wouldn't be here today. And that was civil war, you know, World War One, World War Two, Korea, even Vietnam, uh, you know, the history uh, says, you know, we had dedicated yes. people that knew that our I'm best interest.
1: Mm-hmm. A lot of people that died in Vietnam, you know, Definitely. very sad time, very sad for this country. People mm-hmm. are willing to die for this country. We can't just let it go.
0: Right. And it's really easy to go along and say, well, you know, 50 years later that, Hey, you know, we shouldn't have done this or shouldn't have been there. But at the same time, you've got to look at the geopolitical situation at that point. And, um, it was, it was, uh, it was kind of dicey then. And uh, you know, won't, we don't dive into politics much here, but I will tell you, history is something worth uh, studying and understanding because uh, if you don't know it, you're kind of doomed to repeat it. That's just the human way of doing things.
1: And I'm afraid they're not teaching it as much as they used to. And that's we need to make sure we tell our children and grandchildren.
0: I was uh, I was born 20 years after World War II, and here we are, 80 years after world war ii and nobody really understands uh you know how devastating that was to this country and you know not even looking at europe or a japan and such but you realize how devastating it was for this this country and you really realize just how dedicated Uh, that generation was to be able to put up with rationing, to be able to go to go along and have to, you know, turn out lights, you know, along the coast and different things. And, you know, for a couple of years, there was uh, a constant fear of uh, invasion, literally.
1: Yes. Yeah, very,
0: very interesting, you know, know, to know the history. That's for sure. Absolutely. Sydney, where can people find more out about the classes you're teaching both your student and uh, instructor classes?
1: Well, we've got another instructor class this weekend. Uh, just It's just a small one, two people. We have seen some of a downturn because of the constitutional carry that's being passed here in Florida. Um, it will come to back um, to be in the first part of July. People are thinking, ah, I don't need to get a carry concealed license right now. There's a little bit of a slow area. I'm not too worried about it. I don't think it's going to last. Um, but we've heard it happened in other parts of the country too. It's been happening.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, still gotta know, still gotta they still got to. it's still going to be responsible. They're mm-hmm.
1: they're still responsible to know the same laws. They still need to know them. And in the case of Florida, some of the laws are actually more strict if you are a constitutional carry than if you are a carry concealed person. So they need to know what those are, uh, or they could get five years and not even know why. <laughs>
2: So
1: yep. mm-hmm. um, we're, we're really trying to stress that putting out some flyers uh, saying, hey, if you think you, you know the constitutional, please give us a call um, and let's talk. And that way we can hopefully talk them into a carry concealed class. That's happened to me. The minute I put one out, um, I got a phone call within an hour and uh, said, "Hey, no, we're just going for the constitutional stuff." And I said, "Did you know this? Did you know that? Did you know the other? You know, when's your next CCW class?" <laughs> so it's like that's the answer I want. So that's-
0: yeah, it's a lot cheaper to go along and take a class and say, "I knew, I knew that," than to go along and and have somebody call a lawyer and say, "Yeah, I just screwed up," and it's and your retainers twenty five thousand dollars just to hopefully plead this down and not uh, serve any jail time.
1: Yep. So we're, that's uh, something we're working with here. It's just a phase and, and it's not a horrible one. We've still got classes going.
0: Good. Well, Cindy definitely appreciate your time, your insight into uh, women's holsters. And I'm sure our audience is, uh, Get a little insight into what should be considered when uh, recommending holsters, or for the women instructors out there, uh, some brands that maybe they need to check out to see how they fit on their body, so they can recommend to their lady uh, students what to well, do. Most
1: of these things that we've talked about, the holsters that you wear on your body are still a lot cheaper than some of those purses. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Touche. Good. Uh, uh, good. Good point to end on. So, thank you, Cindy.
1: All right.
0: Thanks, Rob. That's a wrap for this episode. I hope you'll share it with your friends because I'm sure we know have some friends out there that have to make some better selections when it comes to firearm holsters for women and maybe even for some men. So share it with your friends. It's always uh, good to get information out there so people can have the information and make their own decisions from. This was a topic that Cindy had suggested to me at the NRA conference. And as you can see... She came on, came with an interesting topic. So if you've got an interesting topic or somebody, email me, ftp at also want to remind you, make time, come out to the Carding Conference, September 15th through the 17th. Links are in the show notes. Coming there, you can get world-class training on a variety of topics from unarmed self-defense to firearm training to emergency first aid. All those that we need to know as instructors and be able to do confidently in case uh, something happens in our personal life or during one of our classes. Also, remember to go to our website, com. Check out previous editions of the podcast. And also, you can search for those different podcasts if you want to see what we've talked about with uh, training women previously. You want to check out what we've uh, done when it comes to marketing or going along talking about some advanced um training opportunities, or even maybe affiliate marketing, you know, for those money-making opportunities. Check it out, and uh, you can listen to those episodes again. Visit our sponsor, Special Farm Trainers Association, at ftaprotect.com, and check out their instructor insurance. stream business was the first step. Next step should be getting FTA coverage. Remember, promo code FTP10 for listeners of this podcast. We bring this podcast support in the industry, Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearms instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Stay safe out there, everyone. Concealed Carry Inc. and concealedcarry.com strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.